Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Black Girls Rock. I'm your host, Anon Masiri, and this is a podcast where I'm going to be talking to my friends about black girls playing rugby and our experiences within the community and generally just black girl magic. You can check us out on Instagram at Black Girls Rock. That's R U C K. Or you can send me an email to blackgirlsruck at gmail.com. I'd love to get any feedback, any suggestions, and just talk to as many people as possible. I'm here with Jessie and Lamise. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Not bad. Great. <laughs> 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 no one's asked me in such a long time. I'm like, oh god, talking to people. <laughs> when people ask me how I am, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I generally just don't know. I'm just confused. That's another podcast, I think. <laughs> um, Jesse, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? Hi, yeah. So I'm Jesse, and I met you. Anne and Lamise actually through Hackney Rugby. So I joined two years ago um, and then got injured quite early on. So then managed to skip the whole of winter and bad weather training, which was great. Then came back again the next summer and then did the same thing again. So I'm very much a fair weather player, but I like to come back and just say hi to everyone and get welcomed back with open arms. Um, And yeah, it's great. And I live in North London. Um, I work in fashion and I'm about 30. I feel like I keep telling people that as if it's big news and no one cares but because it's like a landmark birthday for me I feel like I need to still process it and get through it so everyone I'm 30 and it's important that you know that. That's How me. old are you Jesse? You didn't mention at all. Well, thanks for asking. Lemise <laughs> for um, the millions of listeners at home um, you've got a bit of a fan base I don't think anyone really knows about you do you want to just tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Lamise. I am a primary school teacher. I've been playing rugby for five plus years. I love pizza. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Who doesn't? I actually am wearing pizza pajamas. So, Jesse, how did you get into rugby? So, um, work used to do loads of social things, and someone set up a tag rugby team. So I played that for a few years, which is quite different from rugby, to be honest. I think the only thing they have in common is they both involve really unflattering shorts. But I did that. And then it kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm approaching my 30th birthday and I want to push myself physically and just see what I can achieve before my body gets too old to be able to do stuff. Um, And my boyfriend was playing for Hackney and said that they had a women's team. So I thought I'll give it a go. And here we are top try scorer of the season I think I got overtaken by Alice but I'm happy with that given that I only played for like five games (laughs) yeah that's incredible (laughs) Alice actually took over oh that's quite funny sorry Jessie that's okay she deserves it don't really need you here then do that was your selling point but okay Well, you know, I've scored a try. Um, On to someone who hasn't scored a try yet. (laughs) (laughs) Is this coming up in every episode going forward? Yeah, it's probably going to be like that recurring thing. If we get merchandise, it's going to have that on it, isn't it? 
I scored a try. I scored a try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did not on the back. <laughs> I facilitate tries. That's what so you do. Thinking back to when you first joined, like, how did you feel before your first training session? Because Jesse, you had never had, you've never done contact rugby before, right? So no, never played contact. Um, I was terrified because. It's not like I left tag really good. I wasn't like, I've outgrown tag because I'm amazing. I'm going to do real rugby. I just want to do something different. And so then I turned up and there's a lot of people and everyone's obviously really like strong and athletic looking. And there are quite a few scary people on our team. And then our coach is wonderful, but also quite terrifying. And it's just a lot. And I think also you just massively underestimate how like mental rugby is. Like There's so much learning to do, even the positions and stuff. So I was terrified and I felt like that was justified because it was intense, but also very rewarding. And Lamise welcomed me in and was really lovely. And I've not looked back since. Thank you. Lamise, <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel coming to Hackney from a uni cup? I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to come. On the day, I finished work and it was either go to Weatherspoon or go to rugby training. And I said to Charlotte, let's go to Weatherspoon. And she said, if we don't go to training now, we'll never go. And I was like, agreed. Let's go to Wednesday. <laughs> and she just was like so adamant that she wanted to start this thing. I look back at it, I'm just fuming at her because she left me. <laughs> um, but the actual session was, no, it was mediocre. I joined in a time where it just wasn't anyone's priority for any woman to be there. Do you feel like that was a general thing in like women's rugby at the time that like it wasn't as big as it is now, if that makes sense? Like, yeah, I felt that every goal that was there, well, not every, because obviously some of them had different reasons for being there, but nearly every girl that was there was there because they had a boyfriend playing for the men's team and just needed some sort of weird daddy daycare thing to do whilst their boyfriend was doing something <laughs> or they were single and they fancied someone and they were like well this is a way that I can get in because we used to go to the pub a lot after training sessions um at the very beginning so it was just a totally different atmosphere absolutely nobody there was there for any sort of like exercise or sportsmanship or teamwork and then everyone who was would just like go to wasps or sarries or something. Yeah. So, it was weird. I was just wondering when that culture started to change, like when you saw the shift. Um, so I'd like to think that I caused the shift. <sighs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, a lot of people were just like irritated that we weren't moving, we weren't progressing, we weren't going anywhere. It was just literally becoming a playpen. Um, so, uh, the coach that we had was pretty much the reason why we weren't really going anywhere. He was much more tailored towards training children and he couldn't quite translate it to train adults and we were getting irritated. He was getting irritated. Um, so Steve really was the driving force behind the change and he was like, it's a sport. We're going to play it as a sport. We're going to win everything by you're either with me or you're against me. <laughs> I thought Steve was there for a second because that impression was. Oh, yeah. 
Well done. <laughs> Why do you think you joined rugby? Like, what was your like driving force in it? Like for both of you? Because I would say I kind of joined because I I really did like team sports because I am really competitive and I just always want to be the best, always want to win. And like, I was kind of like losing that a bit. And I had always wanted to play rugby, but the unis that I had gone to previously didn't have a good, like a proper women's team. And I didn't know enough about the sport to build it up or like do anything about it. Um, so Jesse, like what made you want to go like into full contact rugby, apart from your boyfriend? Well, yeah, it kind of is him, actually. He bullied me into it. And I didn't really feel like I could say no because it was quite early on in our relationship and I was trying to impress him. And then I had my first game and scored four tries. And I remember putting the ball down and thinking, I have got this in the bag. I am getting the ring on my finger. I have sorted this situation <laughs> out. I'm taking control. Happy day. <laughs> then I got my knee injury, so it was fine. But um, no, <laughs> that's a handy plus. But um, it was wanting um, something more structured to focus on my fitness in terms of having that accountability and responsibility to other people as well to have to like try and not just do a few weeks and give up. Um, and also, I think it is like wanting a bit of a mental challenge as well. And that's the thing with team sports and especially something as complex as rugby is you do feel challenged, not just physically, but also mentally. You do feel like you're learning something new and really developing a new skill. So it's all round, quite, just quite developing. Um, initially, I just thought it was a really good idea to exercise for weight purposes. Mm. And then I realised um, these people drink a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way that I can exercise and lose weight at the same time. So <laughs> um, I just decided I'd just keep going for the fun. Yeah, and it is fun. It is like mental and fun at the same time I think yeah it's the first thing I've like done that's like I find it really challenging but also want to do it every week and I'm really mm. shocked at how much I miss it like with lockdown and stuff it's just not the same it's nice to have something where you genuinely do want to get better and it really changes your perspective of like your fitness your eating because you're always thinking well not always but you're often thinking oh my god I've got a game this weekend I know that if I haven't eaten anything other than bread crackers for the week I won't be able to play very well and it's nice having a positive influence in that sense also I think mm. what I found most liberating when I first started is just how amazing it is to just run out in an open field like a child like when's the yeah. last time you've done that before rugby it just doesn't happen unless you're really drunk and running home from the club or something it just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that was going to be my example I was like <laughs> when I'm drunk you know and you break into a field and you just, you know, that's like the same as rugby, right? <laughs> so before your first match, like, how did you feel, like, having never played before? You said that you scored four tries on your first match. Don't know who it's does for the that. the second, so it doesn't. Oh, my second match. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, how did you feel going into that, like, your first couple of matches? Uh, absolutely terrified. And I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate for a podcast, but I get like a really nervous tummy and basically have to do a nervous poo before every single match. Awesome. And I didn't realise this until my first match. And it was just, you know, like when you're with a new group of people and our toilets are not for, well, our whole facility basically is pretty run down. The yeah. toilets are not very uh, 
separate from everything else. It's just a really <laughs> stressful experience on so many levels. Our kit is really unflattering. Your dumb shoes <laughs> unflattering. I'm worried about my hair breaking in like the tackles. Um, but yeah, once you, like, you kind of stand there and you're waiting for the whistle to go and it just feels really surreal. And then you just yeah. start and then it all just kind of follows and it's fine, sort of. You don't get hit. <laughs> I know what you mean though, when that, before the whistle goes, I'm just kind of looking around like, whoa, are we actually doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's so awkward. Mm. When everyone's like standing around and like, they're like, go there. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> uh, okay. Like every time I always find the first bit so awkward. Because I'm just like, yeah. do I stand? what do I do? If the ball comes near me, what do I do with it? But like, yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's very oh, strange. But it's so satisfying when mm. you catch that ball off of the kick. Oh. Have you done that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loads of really great with high balls. Okay. <laughs> I've scored a try, but you know, it's fine. Oh, well, I've scored four, so you can pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not as impressive now that Je- Jesse's ruined it now. God. It was fascinating to watch, though. It was so fascinating because I constantly was just watching these new people come and be incredible. But watching Jesse play was kind of like an awakening and realizing that there must be so many hidden gems out there that have absolutely no idea that they have the skill and the ability to kind of do what you do on the field. Just chilling, just working at new look, just having the time of their life. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> the nicest thing you've ever said to probably anyone, but you've directed it to yeah. me and I'm really grateful. I could never get that level of compliment from her. That is insane. No, but it's so true. No. Like seeing you run, that's why I thought you were like an athlete or like you did something to do with sports. Cause like seeing you run, you're like literally the most graceful runner. You run get so far so quickly but you don't break a sweat like you just look so effortless and like you're just amazing to watch on the field and it's yeah yeah it's nice to see kind of you guys I just don't sweat that much but I I am absolutely ruined (laughs) after and I think that's the worst thing with the whole try thing it's like you score a try and like yeah thank god I've done but then you have to go back and do it again and like go like standard position and chase people down it's just ridiculous I can't cope. And I also, just don't sweat like... that much. I have the opposite <laughs> problem where I have to, like, literally, I'm one degree, like, it gets a tiny bit hotter, dripping in sweat. So, yeah, thanks, Jesse. And... <laughs> oh, Got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Moisture, it's, it's got to go somewhere. You where are the alternatives? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I <laughs> wee. Yeah. It's used to work to be more efficient of not having to go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I it's swear. A great strategy. Says <laughs> that I am sweating more. I pee less. I don't drink a lot of water, so I'm always dehydrated. This is yeah. I think I need another <laughs> medical podcast where I just talk about all the problems that I have because that could be sweating, <laughs> you want <onto> something <laughs> let's move on <laughs> um, since you started playing rugby do you think you've changed at all and in what way I've changed loads um, I, if I could it would take hours I've changed so much Great. Okay. Thanks, Louise. Jesse. 
Well, I'll cover my reasons and maybe Louise will be some inspiration. Um, Because that was unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) I was just flashing back. But anyway, Jessie, go. (laughs) Um, So I think the biggest thing for me has been, like, I I think I started to develop this real fear of, like, falling and hurting myself. And I think as you get taller and older, you kind of think, actually, it's a long way to fall and you probably will break something. And then you start playing rugby and you get hit quite early on and you're like, oh that's completely fine and it's so like it's just great realizing that you can lose your aversion to pain and your fear of doing things because you're like actually my body is far more robust than I ever realized it was so that's been great I think um also like your belief in yourself I think it's just really it's really empowering because not many people do it and it's great for your ego when you tell people, oh, yeah, I play rugby. And then you just watch the shock on their face and you're just like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. It's great. And I just think <laughs> that alone is worth it. It's worth going to training every week in the cold and the rain because it's hardcore and it makes you feel like a hardcore person. Yeah. I love I, I just love seeing people's faces when they say I play rugby. And it's just like everyone yeah. looks really shocked. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I bloody do. I'm an athlete. And yeah. <laughs> you know, not much you can do about that. Lumi, going through your flashbacks, how have you changed in your time playing rugby? Um, my confidence has definitely changed. Mm. You may have noticed that I'm maybe overly confident now. Oh, same. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've done that to me and that you've passed that on to yeah. me. I love how you're both trying to pretend that you're shy retiring flowers before you played rugby. That, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I was quieter. No, that's true. That's true, actually. I, I think with rugby, um, I definitely feel fitter just in general. I didn't really enjoy exercising before I took part in a team sport. So it's kind of nice to have that attitude towards life now. Um, but I, I do think it's just so comforting to go somewhere where you know people. And I think every day that you see the people you know, you just feel more and more de-stressed. Like, I just feel so at ease there. I've always, it is my happy little safe place. I feel like I can say anything, I can do anything, I can make a mistake, I can do something amazing, it doesn't really matter. I'll always be, like, nurtured and loved and cared for. And I, that's changed my life completely. Mm. Oh, that's so that's nice. so lovely. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> I'm. De- I've. I have become more confident. I think, especially with my body. Um, like, I. I don't know. Like the past couple of years before I started playing rugby, I just like put on quite a lot of weight, and I wasn't exercising as much. And it wasn't. I didn't even put on that much weight. I just felt a lot less confident in myself and the way I looked, and. I think playing rugby definitely made me realise there's more to me than my size and quite confident, like I'm always ready to talk and ready to like do that. But I think I'm now just a lot more unapologetic about who I am. I know I can be a bit annoying and be a bit at times, but I think (laughs) rugby has definitely made me realise that, okay, this is me, deal with it. Yeah, I totally agree with that attitude. I don't know if that's rugby or if that's just age. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's both though it must be both because I definitely didn't like feel this way before 
like playing rugby. So I think it's both, maybe a bit more rugby, but yeah. um, both. And I think <laughs> people really underestimate like how nice it is, like when you join a sport, like to make friends. And I think I didn't realize like until after I joined and after like getting to know everyone that I did kind of join to make friends and to be part of a like community like that because you don't really get that as much coming into rugby it was just like people and like it's that weird thing because when you're an adult you don't get the opportunity to make friends like you do when you're in school unless you like get a new job or do something and Mm -hmm. I really enjoy the fact that like joining a team sport and you make new friends it just sounds so cheesy but it's really true (laughs) there's always someone new coming around the corner um (laughs) so if you don't like well I mean it's hard I mean if you don't get on with someone there's always someone else coming soon and I thought that my life was full and complete and done and I was like this is it I've got 20 people in my life I can just live with that but this year and last year have added some great human beings into my life and it just makes you realize how huge the world is and how many people there are and how many you are yet to meet it's just a great opening into that I was just going to say that I do think London is especially hard to make friends in as a city and people are very reliant on the people they already know or like you say friends from work and I was really surprised at how many people do seem to join rugby for the social element of it but you know do stay for that reason as well and it's not just about doing a sport for fitness or for skill and talent it is very much a community vibe as well I think it helps having so many teams like you've got enough for two women's teams plus all the men's teams as well like you've got a nice Mm. good big base to work with no it's just great rugby's great no, it's just great. Yeah. It's great. Love it. And I went to an all girls school, so I wasn't really around men much. So to have the men's team as well and to be able to develop relationship with boys is very alien to me. Same. But has been so fun. Do you think do you watch rugby? Yeah. Like be honest. Jesse, do you watch rugby? No no, re- not really. I watch like <laughs> the big event. Yeah, I'm being dragged in slowly but surely. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The big events, do you mean like World Cup World big? Cup. Yeah. I got like yeah. obsessed with the World Cup. I think it's because I just really like staying in on a Saturday and having an excuse to not leave the house. <laughs> I think that was an element of it. <laughs> I love the day drinking that comes with the World Cup and the fact that, and the time zone element, and it was okay yeah. to have a drink at 11 a.m. No one, <laughs> yeah. no one but a denialist. And I really miss yeah. that. That's what I miss yeah. about work. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of do that in calling. lockdown now. You can, yeah. but also I live with my parents and okay. they're very close to kicking me out with <laughs> the level of alcohol, the amount of alcohol. <laughs> I don't watch that much, to be honest. I'm, I'm getting more into it. I'm starting to learn all the players and the teams, but I'm not a super fan as of yet. I'm getting there. You're a back. Do you know any of the positions in the forwards? Prop? No. No, no, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't there an inside prop and an outside prop and then sure. flankers and yeah. that's then... it and that's the scrum that's yeah. that's it <laughs> an eight i like it uh, wait is eight the same as a flanker no do you remember uh, when um, the same role but they don't do as much as the flanker does it doesn't help that we've got numbers and names like that confuses me 
like scrum half fly half why do we just call them nine and ten they'll remember that you know (laughs) (laughs) that's a fantastic point we should contact the RFU. <laughs> I think the RFU is isn't confused. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse is confused. <laughs> and she can't handle it. I think the RFU is listening and they said yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. No, because that makes no sense. I think it's easy because in football, you know, they're given random numbers and that's never made any sense to me. It's, oh, I used to watch point. football quite a bit and you don't know what, unless you like know the players and you know like the lineup, you don't know what position they're playing. So no. I disagree with you, Jesse. Okay, that's fine. fine. Remember when the World Cup was happening, they released that um, chart and it had animals for all the players. Yeah. That yeah. was so yeah. useful for me because suddenly it all made sense. I was like, I got this now. I can play. We're okay. <laughs> and do you remember what they are from one to eight? Do you know what they do? No. <laughs> I did at the time. I, I know I'm a cheater and that's it. Sure. We were elephants or hippos. Yeah. I think elephant. slow animal. I'm not elephant, please. please. <laughs> I watch rugby, but now hearing Jessie's response, I realise that I watch just as much rugby as she does. I don't watch like, mm. you know, unless it's a country. I wouldn't watch like Saris or Wasps unless it was a, unless we were going to it. I wouldn't be like, oh, where's that? Where's that game? <laughs> How come? Um, I don't know, actually interest i think it's a lot more enticing when you know that your country is winning or losing or playing Mm. but when it's just a prem team it's kind of like i'm gonna insult someone (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to insult a prem player it's just not as interesting Fair. However, I do love watching um, best bits on Instagram. Same. I would say that's my like rugby viewing, just bits on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I am a Harlequin supporter. Um, Joe Marlowe, if you're listening, I love you. But <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I don't watch a format. I think it is because I don't have like sky sports or whatever channel it's on and i also can't really be bothered to do the whole digging of like where to watch it and stuff but then even that that's just men's rugby i this sounds awful i don't think i've ever watched a four women's rugby match if i'm not there like if i've managed to get free tickets or something i've gone to one match and that was before i even got into rugby and had literally no idea what was going on and it was england versus usa so it it must have been quite a big deal I literally, yeah, well, you I could, it, oh, it could have been you on the field, couldn't tell you what was happening. I was having a <laughs> jolly old time, no idea what was going on. It's very really much enjoyed, access, isn't it? Sorry, I really enjoyed actually watching it this year because it was on YouTube. It was so accessible. Was I it? think if it was on, yeah, if it was on BBC or ITV, like mm. the men's games are, I would 100p watch it, have it in the background mm. all the time. But I guess because it's, I have to look for it and then get it and then watch it. Whereas this year, this year um, when they put it on YouTube, it just solved all the problem. But again, it was country. It wasn't yeah. prem. It's hard with the country versus prem because obviously, like at country level, you are getting the best standards. You're more likely to know the players. So you do feel a lot more involved. Um, but in terms of access as well, like I think 
it was similar for the women's football when they showed it on the BBC they got really really high viewings but mm. they wouldn't normally because no one knows where to find it like people are lazy yeah. when it comes to watching TV yeah. you want things that are accessible it's not gonna you're not gonna seek it out if it's not on a plate in front of you yeah yeah and That's I'd much rather have it on TV than the antique road show do you know what I mean no, 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 no. I love Antiques Roadshow and I'm not going to have a podcast where we slander that show. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Jesse, Jesse, do you know what Lamise said last time? She said she doesn't like Beyonce. I do know because I did actually listen. Um, and I, I have some thoughts on this. Um, I used to think the same as Lamise. I didn't listen to Lemonade album because I was just like, I don't like any of the singles. And then my white, white boyfriend put on the Coachella soundtrack and I was like oh my god these are all amazing and I remembered why she was so great and then I I had to thank him and apologize to all black women everywhere do you think rugby is inclusive like when you watch it do you think that you see people that look like you at all whether it be like age or race or size or whatever um I think watching it I'm not sure because I don't feel like I watch enough of it to have a really Mm cohesive answer but and I do think playing in rugby has given me quite a biased um view because a I think Hackney is quite inclusive especially the women's team like we've got such diversity like racially sexually like it's just a really nice mixture of backgrounds and professions and all sorts um then you look at the men's team and there's definitely a lot less diversity but Mm. I was talking to someone about this and it's kind of like I think rugby traditionally has a very um, men's rugby, white, male, posh school background, ultimately, mm. apart from like Wales, yeah. for example. Whereas women's rugby is kind of an anti-culture thing. Like people who are interested in it are more likely to be a little bit non-conformist and a little bit rebellious. And I feel like you really see that in our team. So especially for an area like Hackney, you probably attract way more people on the women's team than you do on the men's team for that reason. Mm. Yeah. So I think Hackney is very inclusive. I'm not sure about rugby as a total. Also, like, I'm an Arab and Muslim, and that's just not really well represented in rugby at all. I think there's only one other girl that I know of, and she plays for Barnes. Yeah, um, Zainab so, Alama. A lot of boxers. Yeah. She's yeah. really cool. She is. And she's changing things. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what rugby is like after she's done doing that. After she's done. <laughs> when, she, when she reaches her peak, when she after reaches she... her peak of doing that. Once she's done all the work, <laughs> then you can step in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I inspired her. Can I say one more thing about inclusivity? Of course you can, Jessica. <clears throat> what I think is actually really great about rugby as a whole is that there is a role for everybody, shape and size. Like when you look at like football teams, they all look the same. When you look at like athletics, you know, you can see the gymnast, you can see the sprint runner. Whereas you come to rugby and there's like every position has a completely different body type. And you kind of feel like it's just like a group of friends one day started playing like some random game. And there was just this really like mismatched group of people and that's how it started. It wasn't like, right, who's an athlete? Let's start with that. It's like everyone has their own <laughs> skill, their own thing to develop. And it's just great in that sense because anyone can play. Like I look at my group of friends and I'm like, oh, you could definitely play. You could definitely, like there's no mm-hmm. limits because everybody's size yeah. and type is used. 
Yeah. yeah, and that's why we constantly go around telling people, are you trying to play before? Yeah. <laughs> there is no Everyone. limit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I feel all I do is recruit people for rugby. No one actually comes, but, you know, one day. <laughs> the thought that counts. Yeah. They like, always come eventually. Yeah. I was looking at women's health the other day, um, just because, you know, as an athlete, mm. I look at women's health, why not? Um, I've been doing like a lot of like tracking my calories or my fitness power and you know the ads that come up a women's health was one of them and I I think I like bought a digital issue or something and I was looking through it and I was just like this is absolute rubbish because it's just all like muscular petite white girls just like flexing their abs and it's like who is this for like it really just stressed me out I've always thought I've got a body for short put or possibly the javelin. I think I'd be, I'd excel at those sports, but not even there represented in like women's health. Do you think that like in sports media in general, there is enough diversity, especially amongst women? I think locally, they're doing a really good job at trying to help women's rugby. Um, because when I, when I was captain, <laughs> Uh, we did get a lot of interest <laughs> from the local media mm. and that was great and that was really sufficient. I think in terms of, especially like as a woman who's trying to be fit and trying to be inspired and trying to be motivated, it's really difficult too because there's nobody like me kind of showing me what I could be or where I could go or what I could aspire to be like mm. um let's keep it real I'm not gonna be muscular um but I could at least be fitter and I just don't really know what that looks like it's one of the things that I've enjoyed most about rugby actually is that it does change your perception of your body like a it makes you healthier because you're running around all the time but also it kind of you stop seeing your body as aesthetic goals and start thinking, right, what can I do to be as strong as possible for my sport? And how can I improve myself for my sport? And I think part of the reason the media is still a bit problematic at the moment is because it's muscular, but in that very like gym shark way a lot of the time of like, I've got abs, but I've also got yeah. huge bum and boobs. And that's still as unrealistic as, you know, being a skinny model on a runway, like that you don't see many just athletic bodies that are athletic for a function as opposed to just for an aesthetic mm. across that's all really sizes and races. Yeah. That's a great point. Because I know there are people like me out there who are doing exactly what I'm doing. And it would just be kind of nice if we could all get together and share our ideas. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a change? So obviously, like with all the Black Lives Matter stuff at the moment, there's a real push on inclusivity as a whole and not just for black people but for all shapes and sizes all minorities all genders mm. and like I've really seen that with ASOS um, at the moment like they've really committed to having a really inclusive feed on Instagram and across all areas not just oh we're going to put a few black faces on there and that'll be fine mm. um, so I do I, I hope that this carries on and that starts to spread out across the board, across the board, that there is just better representation in all areas. I just yeah. don't know if that's going to happen, if that's a bit of a short term fad. 
Okay. Do you think it's going to be long term, Lemise? Yeah, I do. I think that That's this has really kicked people up the arse. Um, I think politically, people are starting to change as well. Mm. I was watching this Channel 4 documentary about these kids in a school who were being taught about institutional racism and it really made me check myself because I think um joke's great but um I don't ever want to give people the impression that I am just another vessel for hate to be spread even if it is humorous it's completely changed me as a black female so um I think that it's it's going to have a, a massive effect on a lot of people and mm. it will take a long time but I do think it's going to be on a trajectory for sure. Mm. I find it all yeah I think I'm a bit worried it's going to be a fad because I am I am just always very skeptical about things like this and but what I found the most interesting is I'm a black woman that I have quite a lot of white friends and I find it very interesting seeing the ones that actually had no idea about all the like microaggressions like institutional racism and systematic racism and I understand it is a learning curve but I think for me I found it quite shocking like a lot of people that are around me literally have had no idea um taking it back to the sports side of things I hope so um that it like increases diversity and stuff but if you think about it our little young black girls in school playing rugby no like it's no. not you can't have representation of people that aren't doing things sadly and like even in the England team um there's no there's no black women. I think there's a mixed race girl correct yeah. me if I'm wrong but yeah. there's no black woman there and there's no like I don't know it's I think the sports world is really like behind everything else and I think that's why I think like with fashion maybe it's a bit easier for it for them to like evolve and come forward because it's clothing but I don't know that's not a helpful it's, answer to anything but <laughs> it's the pondering it's tough because yeah. we play a sport that it still has men's only clubs yeah so and many I think we kind of yeah we kind of have to like almost penetrate that before we can tackle other issues yeah um it'll be nice if we could do them at the same time uh, but I do think that uh, Hackney in particular could do a lot to change that like we live in the heart of multicultural society um and that we do have a young people's team mm. we just need more people to dedicate their time to make it work because we're just that kind of club we don't really have people that are hired to help and work everybody kind of just has to do their bit yeah we just need to get more black girls playing rugby that's what this podcast is for yeah any of them are listening my sister listened to the first episode and she was like it was she really enjoyed it and I was quite shocked because she thinks rugby is rubbish and has no interest in it has she watched you play no. God, do you think no, no, she's I mean, that's a question? Not have you made her think it's rubbish? No, <laughs> <laughs> I fully thought that's what you were doing. 
<laughs> was she not inspired by your athleticism is what I mean? So she's watched you play, right? So she's probably right in that. <laughs> Thanks, Jessie. <laughs> Um, no, she's just from what I've like seen and like the pictures that she's seen, she, she it doesn't appeal to her at all. Um, but she listened to the podcast and she was like, it was all right. Like it was not in that accent. She's a lot more cooler than I am. But it was like she actually enjoyed it. So hopefully we can inspire a generation. I know Beyonce is probably listening at home yeah. as well, and she's looking into playing rugby. So that leads us to our penultimate question. Who is your ultimate sports mega babe and your favourite person in the world? Jesse, you first. Um, I realised that not many came to mind in mm-hmm. terms of sportswomen who I felt inspired by. And that worried me a bit to the point where I did Google just to check that I hadn't missed out on any. Um, but I've gone back to my original answer, which was Nicola Adams. I just think she's really cool, really like understated, but absolutely bossing her sport, which is boxing. Um, and I had to double check just to be sure. And also, <laughs> did you know, she's only 30, no, not only 38, sorry. She is 38. And she just looks so young that I wow. was really, really shocked by that. And also, because she only competed for two years, I was like, oh, good on her, compete for two years, retire at 25. But actually, it's because oh, it took so long for them to introduce women's boxing as a competitive sport that she'd been doing it for her whole life anyway, managed to fit two years in, and I was like, right, I need to retire because I'm 38. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. As if yeah. she's like... Sorry, I just had to Google her because I knew who you I were know, talking right? about, but I was like, she, there's she no way she's 38. She not 38. <sighs> Black don't crack, and that's a testament <laughs> to... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when I first joined... <laughs> When I first joined, Louise took my date of birth wrong, and everyone thought I was 18 rather than 28. I ran with it for a while, but didn't last. Louise, who's your ultimate favourite sports person? Again, you can say me if you want. Yeah, I could say you. Um, So I really struggled with this because I was like, should I be really empowering and pick a black woman who was like, you know, stood out to me and took me through life or should I just actually pick the person that I'm in awe of mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've always loved swimming um, and swimming just took a whole new meaning for me when Rebecca Adlington played for, played, <laughs> swam for England <laughs> and I was so obsessed with her and I was so obsessed with the Olympics I'm so sorry that she doesn't quite fit the bill but I do find her really inspiring and I just again love it when a woman is just quintessentially feminine and strong and people are just like whoa that she is just incredible she must be made in a lab I love making (laughs) people feel like that (laughs) so yeah I really enjoy her Mine, yeah, mine's quite similar to that. My ultimate sports person is Serena Williams. In that, like, I've just always loved how much she is herself. And, like, despite people, like, the media is disgusting to her. And, like, she's mm-hmm. got, like, abuse from all angles. But she's, like, literally one of the best athletes in the world. Like, just in out of every sport and every, like, in terms of, like, ability and awards and everything like she's honestly the best but she's got so much abuse but she just keeps bouncing back and it's that element of it that I've just always really admired 
from her she's love a woman that can bounce back and she's so yeah. consistent as well isn't she like yeah. it's not like a sort of one or two year thing like she's just done it for her whole life and yeah. boss the game for her whole life and mm. yeah she's great that's a good choice yeah, yeah. bloody lover i think with all women athletes you you feel a lot more emotively towards them because they have had more of a struggle than all male athletes like you look at any famous female athlete and she's had to like work full time to like save up for her equipment and like get up at the crack of dawn to be able to go for training like it just never seems easy for a female athlete and so there's always that extra bit of respect and awe for them so i think we're gonna wrap it up with our is everything okay lemis i just love women i just love women you know and they love you podcast (laughs) (laughs) love women (laughs) we're just so fascinating yeah and we just keep putting people on their toes yeah anyway last question no women oh. are bloody amazing i feel like you need a whole pod- podcast episode on sports and periods because yeah. there's just so much to go into on it like it's just yeah men have no fluctuation at all they're just constantly no. stable they know what to expect from themselves women are all over the place it's hard yeah. work Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Jesse and Lemise for our little chat and also a massive thank you to our new producer, Veronica, for all your help making this episode. My name's Anne. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Black Girls Rock and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye.